You're listening to Dedication, fans remember the Bay City Rollers on TD1 Radio, the heart and soul of the Central Borders. It's now time for our guest DJ segment. In addition to sponsoring the Less Tribute Hour that you just heard, Kat Connor is also our guest DJ this week. Kat is from Ontario, Canada, and has not only attended several fan events, but she has organized several of them. She worked on the 2010 Regeneration event in Savannah, Georgia with the OG Lori Thompson and several more events over the years where that were less focused. Kat also led the team that organized Move Back, the 40th anniversary of the Bay City Rollers Day in Toronto in 2016. That event showcased the North American premiere of Iran with the Gang, the Alan Longmere story. She also organized a command performance the following year. Woo! Yeah, she did. That was a great, that was a great, that was a great event, a wonderful event. It was. In addition to all of that, Kat was instrumental to Les whenever he toured North America. She ran his merch table and made sure Les was always given the star treatment, right up through Les's final North American tour in 2020. In fact, she may still have some of that merch left over from those final precious shows. So if anyone's interested in any of that merch, let us know and we'll put you in touch with her. As you just heard in the previous hour, Kat picked some really wonderful songs for us from Les's solo catalog. And now she's here with us to tell us all about some of her favorite Bay City Roller songs. Let's welcome her. Hi, Kat. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Laura. Hi, Kat. Hi, Suze. Good to be here. Thanks for being here. This is exciting. Thanks um, for having me. Beautiful hour of music previously. Thank you for curating that for us. Well, thank you very much for asking me to do that. That was yeah, the best. Yeah, it's a pleasure. A sad pleasure, but a pleasure nonetheless. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So before we delve into your Bay City Roller song choices, um, tell us a little bit about your introduction to the Bay City Rollers, how they entered your life, and you know what was going on back then. I okay. Um, I was eleven, I guess, and I had one of my best friends was from Scotland, and her cousin had sent uh, an album because um, we hadn't heard of them yet. And she called me, and I, you know, got on my bicycle and ran to her house, kind of thing. And I, this voice greeted me as I walked in the door, and we looked at the album cover, and we we're just kind of going him, eh. him, eh. him, and then we both at the same time went him oh boy <laughs> and uh, and then we realized and we discovered and how happy we discovered that that voice matched that face so that's my introduction that's how i got to know that they existed so love at first voice slash face yes yes i love it i love it um the first uh choice uh, the first song choice that you picked is let's go tell us about it let's go <sighs> It's one of those feel-good songs for me. Um, it's one of those songs that um, that Les actually did in a lot of his uh, gigs that I'd gone to. And it was one that he kind of picked, but then he would sing and then wouldn't sing, if that makes any sense. And we were in Calgary, I think it was 2013, and these girls were just chanting, let's go, let's go. And he's just kind of like, oh, okay. So then he just started to sing it acapella like no you know no music no nothing oh and wow then, and then um then alex toff was uh, the drummer at that time he started to drum and then uh, simon and then phil and then poor jeff who was uh, filling in for for alex at the time hadn't learned that song so he's kind of struggling to catch up <laughs> to les and then of course the best one was oakville in 2020 um, where he's like, what do you guys want to hear kind of thing? And if we're, like, Louisa, Sheila, and I are shouting, let's go, let's go. So he goes, okay, we'll do that then. So he sings it, and then he walks back over to us and sticks the microphone in Louisa's face and says, was that the kind of let's go you wanted to hear? And Louisa, <laughs> and Louisa just went, yeah, and she giggled. Oh, man. And he's like, oh, so that's your 11-year-old self giggling, and he's giggling himself. So it was just... It was a fun, feel-good moment, and it ended up, of course, being his last concert. So mm-hmm. I just like the song. Yeah, well, that's a great story. Well, let's listen to Let's Go. Let's go. 
and that was Let's Go. Kat, I loved your story about Let's Go. It was really um, a full circle moment when you think about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was, that was great. Now, your next song is one of my favorites, too. Uh, what is it about Lovely to See You that uh, made you choose that song? Well, Lovely to See You was on Wouldn't You Like It. And we, you know, we weren't able to get Wouldn't You Like It. So the radio station uh, had a contest and you could win an album. So I won and I said, I want Wouldn't You Like It by the Bay City Rollers. And they're like, that's an import. And I said, you said I could have any album. So they got, so, so they got me the album, God love it. Um, and I just, I, I like the song. And then not really thinking about that in the 70s, but in, in the later years, you know, when you, you go back and you actually really listen to the songs and it's like, lovely to see you. It's really nice to be back here with you. Uh, so nice to be with you again. And when I got online, um, Les didn't have a lot of gigs. And back then I thought I had no hope of ever traveling to see him. So I just, you know, I, I think of him singing that to us. You know, it's really it's so nice to be back here with you kind of thing. And I think, and I think the same thing, you know, and I would, you know, watch him uh, in concert and just, you know, yeah, it is lovely to see you, you know, it is lo- it's great to be back here with you. So, and it was just one of those songs because we didn't have the album and a lot of people that I knew didn't have the album. So it was like, cool. But it's just, it's just, it's just a feel good, feel good song for me. It definitely is. And, and I, I love the, the sentiment behind it because it really, it was lovely for him. It was lovely for us. And yeah, it, yeah. It, on, it even takes on another meaning for me too. It's when we're all together. Yes. Yes. You know, it's lovely to see each other and it just takes on different meanings. Um, different kind of romance. <laughs> I love you, Suze. I love you too. No, it, it really, they really are more poignant in different ways now. So yeah, definitely. Sure. Well, sure. let's take a listen to Lovely to See You. Nice to be near 
was lovely to see you. Now, next up, um, you picked uh, Les's version of Dedication. Mm-hmm. And what is it about this song that you love? Dedication. I don't want any hate mail. Uh-oh. When, <laughs> when, song. <laughs> when, you know, I'm a Les girl, right? Hello. No, you think? Um, <laughs> when I got the album and... We listened to the album, and I listened to this song, and I was like, what is this? Who is this little pipsqueak that's singing lead on, you know, one of my Les's songs kind of thing? Mm. And so I have an album. I have a dedication album that I still actually have. I decided that I was going to have a one-person protest and grabbed a very sharp kitchen knife. No. <laughs> and I dug the knife into dedication on the album. Um, so if I ever played it, which I never did, because I just I wouldn't I wouldn't never play the song. Um, it would skip, and it just it was just so bad. Um, <laughs> years mid mid two thousands, I guess. Uh, Ian had a on his website had a a message board or something that you could write in or whatever. And I actually wrote in and I apologized to him. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm, I'm really, really sorry, but you know, you're not Les and um, I didn't like it. And I'm really, really sorry, but this is what I did. And he's like, it's okay. So I forgive you. And then when I met him at Rosetta Stone in 2007 in Toronto, I brought it up again and I said, I'm just, I'm really, really sorry. And he goes, what's well, all about Les? And I'm like, well, frankly, Ian, yeah, it is. But yeah, he says, I forgive you. <laughs> oh dear that, that was that was a protest <laughs> protest of one <laughs> well let's take a listen to Les's version of dedication
And that was Dedication by Les. And and that's the version from Love Letter, correct, Kat? Yes. Um, okay, yep. That's what I thought. Well, I mean, that is a beautiful version. Um, I, I do love Ian's version, um, but I always loved it more when Les came in with the harmonizing. Yes. I, I just thought that he took it. He kind of just took it from him. Well, um, I just kind of, sorry, I just, I just kind of think that, you know, you know, in my brain, my little pea brain that I'm thinking that, you know, Les is like, well, I'm going to show you, dude, you know, you know, I'm not singing, I'm not going to sing, I'm not singing late, but. Yeah, he, he, he kind of stole it from him, but it is, I still love both versions, but this one on Love Letter is. I've actually listened to Ian's more now. Um, but back then it was like, oh no, 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 yeah. Well, we were kids. We we yeah. were just we were just kids. That's what kids do. That's true. That that was a beautiful um, version of the one that you picked from Love Letter. Um, okay. Now your next song is "You Made Me Believe in Magic," and I love this song too. But I want to hear why you love it. Listen to the way he sings. He being Les the um, from. Uh, Oh, we're going to put Ian's version of this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Remember when I said I loved you? <laughs> you <laughs> love me. <laughs> if you listen to this song on Ultimate Live, um, and if you haven't figured out by now, um, I'm a Les solo girl. And even Bay City Roller songs, um, I tend to prefer Les's spin on things. And... You made me believe in magic. Um, in 1976, uh, I, had, I, I, I saw them once in concert. Never thought I'd ever meet them. So it's kind of like, you know, they, they made me believe in magic because I, you know, of all the things I've done over the last 20 years. But the version of this song from Ultimate Live, um, I basically have fangirl moments because the way he's sing, the way he's talking at the beginning. It's just like, okay, you can stop talking now because I'm gone. Um, <laughs> but you have to listen to it to, 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 to see it. But, um, well, yeah, it's just, they made me believe in magic of all, all the things that have happened to me over the last 20 years because of them. So that's a lot of great experiences. Well, well, let's listen to it. And we're listening to the version from Ultimate Life. Baby. Yeah, it's nice to see you here. Yeah, I was thinking something about how special you are to me. How you made my life a fantasy. Oh, baby, you know I love you. I believe that love had gone. I got no strength to carry on. Thought my world was upside down Then you walked on into my life Went to work to sit there and try What's that secret that you use? You made me believe in magic, you know
And that was You Made Me Believe in Magic from Ultimate Live. Kat, I love your reason for picking that song because um, it, it's true. We've had a lot of, a lot of us have had some pretty magical experiences from just getting to know other fans online or maybe being fortunate enough to travel or get together or travel to a show. It kind of runs the gamut. I mean, yeah, who sure. would have known when we were... 13 years old, fast forward, you know, 20 something years or 30 something years later, we'd be reconnecting online. Over yeah, amazing. Sure. Yeah. So and, I love and, that. You know, don't even add maybe getting to meet one of them. I mean, whoever oh. would have thought that when we were 12? What was that? So, you know, I mean, we really, yeah, we really had some pretty magical experiences. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Very, so, very lucky, yeah. very grateful. Oh my gosh. In- incredibly grateful. And even, even just from, just getting to know people online and becoming friends with people, mm-hmm. becoming really good friends with people first and foremost, because we both like the music and then we find that we have other things in common and yeah, it's just, it's just a pretty amazing thing. And then to have it expand into other areas. Yeah. Um, and it's, show- it's sorry. It's like, um, you know, back when I got online and you know, you guys were online too at that point. Um, you know, you only had the message board or the chat room. You didn't have social media the way it is now. Right. Right. You know, and, and so, I, and isn't it kind of funny how people think they're bringing us all together and they're like, oh, look what, look what, look what we did. Uh, yo, we've been here. More than 20 yeah. years ago. Crazy. 25. Yeah. 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 Crazy. So yeah, we, we've been here. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> we might not have been as, as vocal back then, but we've been here. <laughs> Well, I think we've always been vocal. <laughs> what are you talking about? Didn't call us for nothing. Oh. Yeah, no. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful it def- thing. It definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now your next song is "Yesterday's Hero," and for me, and probably for you because you were there, it's all about Nathan Phillips Square. It's all about the the announcer trying to get everyone to clam down or calm down, whatever the heck he was saying. But tell us your story about this song. June 27th, 1976. I, can, I can't tell you what I had for lunch today, but I could tell you every detail of that day. From lying to my mother um, of how my girlfriend and I were going to get to Toronto. We lived in Mississauga, or as Les called it, Mississauga. Hmm. Um, my mom thought that my girlfriend's sister was taking us in the car, but no, she was taking us by the hand from the bus to the subway. Um, so the just the the getting there, um, getting there early in the morning, getting close enough uh, to the stage at least. Um, but yeah, it's um, when I think it was John Major, uh, the DJ from Chum, um, when he starts to talk at the beginning and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot impress upon you too much." And then you hear the "Give me a B, B, give me an mm. A," and then you know. Bay City Rollers, and then you hear that. Da-na-na-na. I hear that, and I get to that point, and I have my, my hairs on my arms just stand up. Well, let's listen to Yesterday's Heroes.
And that was yesterday's hero. Kat, I will always think of you when I hear that song, not just because you were there and can share firsthand experience of that day, but also because of the tremendous event that you did for the 40th anniversary of Nathan Phillips Square um, a few years I ago. Had, uh, bringing Alan's, yep, bringing <laughs> Alan's play to North America, which was definitely a dream come true for me. And mm -hmm. it was such a special time. So I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you because it was amazing. And I couldn't have done it without you, you and Sheila. So thank you. Yeah, it was it was definitely um definitely a wonderful event. And Lauren, you were there. I was, I was. That that was an amazing event, and it was really uh, it was fun to go to Nathan Phillips Square and see, um, you know, from the picture on the dedication album, like where this where, where this all happened. happened. To try to imagine it completely filled with screaming 40,000 40, people. Oh my gosh, <laughs> was that many? They yeah. said 60, but I think it was closer to 40. Wow. Yeah, well, that's still a lot. <laughs> that is still a lot. Amazing. For and an event that wasn't Alan... supposed to be... Sorry. No, go ahead. No, as if the, the event wasn't supposed to be publicized. Really? So for that many people to show up and it wasn't supposed to be publicized, but then I think the radio station did blurt it out. And, and again, never underestimate the no. Facebook before Facebook of the roller fans. <laughs> I mean, the word got out. I, I'm no. always amazed at how, how we knew everything pretty much that was happening in real time. But even no. before the articles came out, we knew certain things were happening. It, it was incredible. Cool. So yeah. yeah, we were our own little social media back then. It was yeah, great. Good. You guys had a good network for sure. We really did. Still do. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Now we're going to move on to your next song choice, My Teenage Heart. What can you tell us about this song for you? Well, you know, as the song says, you know, why must my teenage heart keep sharing you? Why must my teenage heart feel blue? You know, it was tough for me having to share my future husband with others. You I know, can imagine. Back then, <laughs> back then yeah. it was tough. Um, back then, I tried to not surround myself with les fan friends <laughs> it was just it was just easier you know that he's mine he's mine he's mine he's mine it just got a little tiresome um sure. so it was hard to share him but on the flip side you know all these years later it reminds me of the people that i was with uh at gigs in the later years uh listening to this song and sharing him finally in a, in a mature way. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, yes. In a, yeah. And, yeah, and I mean, the experience of hearing him sing live, that, that in itself is an experience to be able to share that with your friends. And he Definitely. was the ultimate showman. Yes. You know, his stories, his, you know, the way he reacts, um, with the fans. Well, you guys were there in can in the, the first mm -hmm. three gigs in Canada where he was in the audience. Oh yeah. Right. And the Absolutely. guys are like, uh, get back, get back. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't and move back that time. It was get back, get back. <laughs> he was the one. <laughs> 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 uh, only less. <laughs> I think I almost appreciated a little, I appreciate it maybe more now. So because I don't know if you know it, Kat, but as a teenager, I was not allowed to see the Bay City Rollers when they came to Boston. I think they may have come yes. twice and my parents yeah. wouldn't let me go. So going to Canada to see his first three shows was the first time of me seeing wow. Les live. Yeah, yeah. you were a Les virgin, as they said, as he said. <laughs> well, you were in his you company. You've been in his well, company before, but you just haven't seen him perform. Correct. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yes. at, um, at Gail's um, Gail's Fan Fest back in 1999, I met him and he was there with his wife. And um, although he didn't perform, I do remember how he and Pekka would go around like to every table and they stopped and they talked to all the, um, mm -hmm. the fans who had come from around the world to be at Gail's nice. event. And I thought that was really nice of him. And we, we knew that there was a chance he... I think we were told that he wasn't going to perform or something. So there were no expectations, but that he took the time to make sure that he talked to everybody was awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
All right, let's take a listen to My Teenage Heart. you pick I Only Want to Dance with You. Tell us about this one. Well, it's another one from Wouldn't You Like It? And of course, Wouldn't You Like It was, you know, rare in North America because it was an import. Um, you know, great guitar, harmonies, vocals. Um, but it just it just kind of makes me want to get up and dance and find romance. <laughs> and, you know, there are songs on albums that don't see the light of day. And, you know, this this was one of them for me. And I think it was 2015, uh, Canadian tour, I think Sydney, um, where he sang this. And I was kind of like, whoa, because, again, not one of the ones that you think, he's, you know, he's, he's actually going to do. Um, so I've heard it a few times. And it's just, it, again, memories of Les and the Legendaries um, having fun on stage together when they're actually doing this song. So that was that was it for me. Well, let's take a listen to I Only Want to Dance with You.
And that was I Only Want to Dance with You. That was a great song. And, you know, I, I never really thought about it, but you're right. That is a song that you wouldn't necessarily hear, you know, when he's putting a set together. There's other songs that are, I don't know, more popular with the fans, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though it's a good song. I like, yeah, I like that he was... Um, he was starting to, to, to do that. And then I know even for the tours that unfortunately never happened, um, he was thinking about doing some, you know, some, some of the, the lesser known uh, songs. Oh, I, that would have been amazing. I think fans would have loved that, yeah. you know, cause there's, there are certain songs that you expect and want to hear and that kind of, but hearing, you know, I only want to dance with you is, is like a nice surprise. You know, yeah, it's like Saturday night, you know, it's like, you know, I, I love the song, but yep. how many times can you actually, you know, how many times right. can you hear it? Like he always <laughs> has to do that song. Yeah. 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 All for right. sure. We're going to um, go on to your final choice of the night. And this comes from Les's once in a lifetime CD, the way I feel tonight. Talk to us about this song. <sighs> well, you know, there are so many different recordings of this song. And, of course, all of my favorites are Les's solo solo versions. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this song on his Ultimate Live CD from 1977 and you, and you like, listen to the Once in a Lifetime CD from 2010, how, how his, his voice has, had matured and how oh, I'm still so captivated by his voice. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I loved his younger vocals. I mean, I fell in love with those vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, but the younger vocals with the warbles, the harmonies and the growling. And, but his older vocals, you know, gives, you know, that gives me chills. And as this, as this song still does. Um, you know, I'm so fortunate to have gone to all the gigs that I did get to over the years in the U.S., in the U.K. and in Canada. And, you know, as the song says, you know, the way I feel tonight, everything will be all right. And the way I feel tonight, God, I love you. And he is one I will never forget. And I will always love. I have to Mm -hmm. say, just hearing you say those words really got me emotional. Sorry. Can we get through a show without getting emotional? Chances are we cannot. (laughs) All right. um, We're going to take a listen to the song and compose ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. (laughs) Exactly. You do you. (laughs) Um, Take a listen to the way I feel tonight. Everything will be alright And I 
I feel tonight from Les's Once in a Lifetime CD. And oh. <laughs> um, we want to, um, yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't you, compose myself. Oh, okay. We're not composed yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll take a deep breath. We'll take a deep breath. All right. Well, um, we, we do need to close out the show, but Kat, we want to thank you so much, not only for doing the guest DJ, but for curating that beautiful hour of music of Les's solo music. Um, it was just a beautiful hour of music and it was, it was an honor to honor him. So thank you for that cat. Well, and thank you for allowing me to, to, to be the one to do that. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you both very much. Absolutely. Um, we also wish to thank our amazing producer, Gail Shackley and all of our wonderful engaged listeners. So until next time, don't let the music die.
mind and parts of mine Is it just some dream that's gone forever Like old voices from the past The songs I thought would last They say those times will never die The love we share is the reason why Remember all those days they've gone by I remember all their faces The same old plastic 